podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is the Anfield Rap Radio City Talk. Neil Atkinson, Steve Graves, John Gibbons and Dan Austin with you until half past seven. We're live this evening in Liverpool and overjoyed to be so. Uh, Liverpool having a fantastic Friday night amongst the drizzle, amongst the rain. Before we get stuck in, you're doing lip sync battle. I am doing lip sync battle. We were just talking about this. It is on Wednesday, the 4th of October. It's for Woodland Hospice, a brilliant cause. Uh, I am Taylor Wednesday Swift. Wednesday the 4th? It's soon, yeah. That is soon, yeah. yeah it's yeah, two yeah. weeks, two weeks, two days ago. If that, if that's a, if that's a sentence, <laughs> um, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's soon. I've only got two more rehearsals. I'd like three. I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I've just, I've just because um, you, you, you do, you're dancing. You've got a synchronized dance routine. Yeah, you've got a choreographer. I've got a choreographer. I've got six backing dancers. Wow. Um, so I've been doing stuff with them. Uh, they're all very nice, very patient. I would describe them as. And um, how yeah. many rehearsals have you had? Two. How have you gone? Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, good. It's fun. It, it is a laugh. Like, I reckon I'll get into it more when I'm dolled up, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, like, I, what feel, you mean. I feel like, I feel like, you know, because I'm just in like my trackies and that and obviously dancing about it. I feel like once I'm fully Taylor, I'll be, um, I'll, I'll just, I'll find something within me. Okay, and so this is October the 4th. Yeah. Where? Uh, Camp of Fairness. Uh, if you go to Woodlands Hospice Twitter and all that, um, you'll, you'll find them talking about it. Link to tickets. £10. Come down. It'll be a laugh. Like, there's some really good entries. I keep asking the other, like, the choreographers, oh, is everyone good? Is everyone else good? Like, and they're going, oh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. And I'm like, no, that's not what I want you to say. <laughs> like, they, they think I'm being supportive. Yeah, they think Whereas, you're a team player and you're, yeah, not a team, no, you're, you're no, in this no. to win this. And they're like, oh, no, everyone's great. You know what I mean? And I'm like, don't tell me that. Say, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. then. Ben Osu's struggling. That's what I want to hear. Where is obviously he's going to be brilliant. Ben's not struggling. No, he's going to be brilliant. Uh, he's, a, he's a man with real grace. Oh, yeah. Put pressure on you. I know. Um, he's, been, all right. he's been waiting for this moment his whole life. I think. Uh, well, I, th- I think so. So have you. If we're honest about <laughs> it, <laughs> I just think he's better prepared for it. <laughs> yeah. All right, then, so you can go to that. Uh, we'll mention that again at some point soon. I just realised we haven't mentioned it ever, uh, and I think we really should have done it on a free show that people can listen to. And listening right now across Liverpool, you, can't... you can sponsor me as well, by the way. If, you, if you're listening internationally and you can't get down, you can sponsor me. Just go to my Twitter, it'll be on there. Uh, at John Gibbons Blog. Uh, at John Gibbons Blog. One day we will read that blog. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, too. <laughs> Continues to work on it. Put <laughs> on <Throwing> away. <laughs> 80,000 words long at this stage. Listen, Liverpool, Liverpool. Liverpool, the, uh, the, the, we're going to have a lovely long chat with the three people in front of me because I think everything flows into everything else. So we're going to start off talking about Leicester City in the League Cup. We're going to end talking about Leicester City in the League and we're going to go right away from there and we're going to talk in amongst things like rotation, uh, selection issues, defensive issues, kicking the ball in the net, uh, which appears to have become a very sudden problem but maybe isn't that sudden a problem and all of that sort of stuff is what we're going to cover across the course of the next hour. So thank you very much for listening this evening. This is the Anfield Wrap on Radio City Talk. So we will start with the fact that Dan Austin, it was a disappointing outcome it sounds a basic thing to say uh it was a disappointing outcome you can console yourself to say it's better to go out now than go out in the semis in a way but that's not a sentence anyone really wants to think mm. of here it's still another trophy that liverpool football club can't win and they haven't won one in ages um, can't win the auto glass either <laughs> that's a real shame or the intertoto loads All of them gone, gone. Yep. terrible isn't it um but yeah it it and it, it's a defeat as well that because it's part of this run even though even though it's a, you know it's a, it's, a, it's a vastly different side to what's been seen in in regular games and it's a different competition it feels like it's part of the same run and it feels like there's the same issues and it just sort of it's snowball effect. It's it's just unhelpful in in loads of different ways, and you feel like then there's extra pressure on on Saturday, especially with having to go to the same opponent again. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's. I, I I do see the point of well, it's better to go out now than 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 later on. But also, one of the positives that people were talking about was was that some of the young lads played quite well, and it's it's a case now of well, when are them young lads going to play again? When's Danny Ward going to play for Liverpool ever again? I don't know. Yeah, to Danny Ward, it's a shame for a few of them. I think Solanke uh, was another one yeah. who 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 did really well. And you're looking at his games now and thinking, well, you know, he's he's going to get the odd ten off the bench and things like that. But is he going to be brave enough to, to to kind of throw him in? Or I mean, say brave enough? Do you even want him to? You know what I mean? He's, he's got Firmino and Sturridge there, and they're probably right right be had him a pecking order at the moment but it's it's tough for a few of them and for that reason it would have been nice to go through it it, it would have been a home tie against the championship team or be a, a decent one next round where you would have been given the option to do that so yeah a little bit frustrated I think you're more frustrated for them than you are mm. for kind of Liverpool season it's a strange thing for the the, the, the arguments here Steve is that Liverpool take this competition seriously is a strange way to phrase it but Liverpool's last three seasons in this competition I've seen them uh, make the semi-finals twice and be defeated on penalties in the final once and that they're literally the last three times we've entered it mm. in that you can make a sort of a law of averages thing that at some sort of point you do get knocked out early it is a blow uh, and I think it, but it's interesting that the language that's being used there by both Dan and John is that it's more of a blow for the idea that these players getting some time on the pitch than it is you know the, the, the possibly the bigger picture away from the current run yeah, well, I think it's it's that 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 is the bigger picture, I suppose. Is those players' um, development and careers is is the only sort of bigger picture worry here. Other than in the current run, it would be nice that whatever lineup, um, whoever it was that wore those eleven shirts, could win for Liverpool because um, it's starting to become a it's starting to feel a bit like last January, um, and I didn't enjoy that, and I don't enjoy this. Um, so, from that point of view, just for the for the whole mood around the club. Um, I guess it's a test for the mood around the club because when I say the mood around the club, I'm talking about outside it because I've not got no idea inside. Um, it's so it's us. You're not talking, yeah, exactly. talking, talking about them. How about everyone us. feels about Liverpool FC, and, and that's the important thing because that that that's that's our lives, I guess. Um, um, yeah, that's a few other things in our lives, I suppose. Um, but the, the the how we we can't put it all on Gibbo in this lip sync battle. <laughs> <only enough>. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a lot. I mean, if we haven't if we haven't won by October the fourth. Then it's going to have been a really bad run, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be interested if that got defined as a turning point in the season. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Klopp referencing it in yeah, his next press yeah, conference. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, I mean, Dan sort of touched on, Dan sort of touched on it. It's slightly irrational in a way to see it as a, as a wider malaise because it's such a different side that plays on um, Saturday to the one that, that plays um, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, because they're, they're they're almost you know they're almost completely different things to to a certain extent you know a couple of the players cross over but but broadly speaking it's a different thing which I don't know if that's reassuring or worrying I'm, I'm I don't know if it's reassuring that you can sort of write them off both as kind of free result um, Burnley and Leicester if that's what you're minded to do or you can look at a, a wider issue that's around the whole club. What um, I would say, Steve, on that is I do wonder. I can understand why people are doing the well, there are going to be two very different sides, but I don't think we're necessarily going to see, and it does extend into what I want to talk about at the end of the show, but I don't think we're necessarily going to see two very different approaches. I think Liverpool's mm. shape will be similar to the shape it was. I think Leicester's shape will be similar to the shape it was. I think we can talk about Okazaki in the context of that, and that they go from a very old-style 4-4-2 to Okazaki suddenly coming back in and doing loads and loads of grafts for everybody, and I think that shape, that should change it for them. But we are likely to see these systems and shapes mesh again. I think in a in a in a relatively similar fashion. I think so. I think that what you have if you bring Firmino and, and Salah in are players who are by their very nature a bit, a bit more fluid, maybe than what we had, um, who make it a bit less 
a bit less rigid, even if it is a similar system. Um, partly because of the types of player they are, or partly because they, you know, th they're, they're a bit more experienced and and um, you know just just better in the end, I guess. And you know, so so ultimately, better sides I think tend towards more fluidity. So you you feel like maybe that that will just slightly change it. But you you're right. The, the, the it wasn't like he went and tore tore it all up and played three at the back or did something did something crazy with the system. Um, it was broadly speaking the same kind of thing, but with without the good players or without as many of the good players. Um, accentuating the positive, uh, Liverpool attack well first half. They had Leicester very unsettled indeed, uh, John. And I'm intrigued by your reading of Solanke's performance because I was there was positives and negatives. I felt there was uh, I, I could see what he was. I could see what he, I, I could see the player he could become. If you know what I mean, you get to see the shape of the player he could become. At times, I was a little bit, you know, throw yourself on the end of that, all that sort of stuff. I mean, maybe you can say he's in the position to, to not do that if you sort of see what I mean. And he's he's, he's 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 very close to scoring without maybe being quite as close to scoring as I would have liked. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's not quite the number nine. I think we thought we were getting like he's almost kind of a nine and a half. Uh, he's he looks like he wants to come deeper much more than you thought, which is. You know, if that's his game, then then that's his game. But you you know, in the kind of way we play, there's there's not massive amounts of room for that really. And and look, Firmino is is kind of developing to a nine as 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 we've watched him really, and and as you know, they're they're much more of his kind of of a poacher, if you like, than what he was when he started. So I think maybe he'll try and do the, a little bit of that with him. But yeah, just kind of. His, his movement's very good, but his movement's not necessarily where we always always wanted to be. But I don't know whether that's because your expectation of a footballer is sometimes different, different to what you get, and then you're like, yeah. "Why did he do the things I I thought I wanted yeah. you to do?" Kind of thing, and, and you start. So I just thought I just thought he looked bright, and I, and that's why I, that's why I enjoyed his performance. I thought he looked confident. He you know he's got a lovely turn, he's got a nice touch, and I think he just looks like there's there's materials there to turn into a good footballer if we're able to do that amongst everything else that Liverpool Football Club needs to do. Uh, things to get on with uh, yeah. on the list. Uh, Dan, there's Oxlade-Chamberlain looked like he was going to take a bit of time. I feel a bit sorry for him in that there's a lot of talk about what went the right moment or wrong moment to join a football club, football team, either to come mm. through as a young player or to come through as a new signing. And it does sort of seem as though it's not the best moment, not the best moment for him to come in. Yeah, he's very unlucky in that he joins just after Liverpool's um, really, really good performance and, and goal scoring record against Arsenal, um, and then he comes in and everything sort of goes a bit flat again. And he's also he, he he's in this particularly difficult position because he's got no out and out to find position, so he's just been sort of fitted in a few times when he's come off the bench. Yeah, it's not, it's not like he's it's not like he's an out and out right winger, and that's what he plays. Um, he's played a little bit deep sometimes. He's played. He was a lot further forwards towards the beginning of the match the other night as well. Um, so because he's got no real sort of defined purpose in in an eleven, and he's playing with different people all the time as well. Yeah. Then it's it it you can't really judge him off the back of that. Loads of people were slating him in the week, weren't we? and and just like get over it because I think, I think that you, makes you can't really, do it. Sorry, I think you you make a really good point there in that you, you can't. In this Liverpool team, you can't just concentrate on your own game, mm. and and that's that's impossible. And and also, he sort of hasn't really got his own game. That's why he's come to Liverpool. Mm. So he's so he's in a kind of really difficult doubly position because he's a he's a bit of a confused footballer anyway. And then we're a team that's that's so fluid, that's so about you know overloaded in certain areas and things like that. That he you know as as Dan says, he can't just go. Well, I'll do the things I know I'm good at, and then and then I'll impress people because we're not that sort of team. He's not that and, sort and of player. He's sort of coming when. When we're not quite getting that right as well, yeah. um, you know, when there's not there's not ten others to carry him or nine others to carry him, um, so 
it's incredibly hard and, and coming in for your, your first start in a in a much changed side like that is it, no footballer would tell you that was ideal including some of the former ones who are probably slating him this week um would ever have wanted to do that and th- there's you know th- there's a lot of time in his Liverpool career I guess and Dan's right we've we've, we've um, well, Dan and John are both right we've, we've signed him to to become a player because that's what he's what he's missed really the, the player he's he's meant to be um and I'm not sure anyone quite knows that yet Okay, uh, sounds rather tragic from Steve. Really, like there's a hidden life of uh, of, of Alex Oxley Chamberlain, and we're here to it's sort it out like a parallel universe, like a, par- <laughs> like, yeah, like a parallel universe where it's all sorted out. Uh, there's some sort of spectre around, and we're going to pull that out of him at some sort of point. I mean, look, in the early the eighties, he'd be doing a lot of watching and learning, wouldn't he? And it, it, it's harder now because people cost a lot more money, and 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 fair enough, he's coming with a higher reputation than than, than, than some of those. But you know, he'd, he'd be doing that. He'd be, he'd be Somewhere learning how to play Liverpool for Liverpool for two months. I mean, it's all coloured again by how well you're doing. You know, if Liverpool have won all of these games, then it's like, oh, this is a masterful sort of way of blending him in. And, you know, we can we can afford to do what, you know, you've looked at really successful sides do sometimes with a signing and, and race them quite lightly, you know, even until something like Christmas, if they did, you know, in this position. Um, I guess it's because we were all looking for a bit of something to um, to lift us a bit and yeah. against Leicester and the result wasn't wasn't going to do it so um, it would have been would have been nice if he'd have perhaps shone a little bit more than he did okay this is the Anfield app on Radio City talk after the break we'll have a chat about Joe Gomez Jordan Henderson the nature of the side we picked we're going to talk about some rotation stuff as well and we're going to get stuck into this weekend's game it's everything you need before Liverpool face Leicester City at half past five tomorrow don't go anywhere it is indeed the Anfield app Radio City talk Neil Atkinson Steve Graves John Gibbons and Dan Austin with you until half past seven this evening before we let you go uh, and enjoy your evenings but you don't get that sort of luxury before then we enjoy them for you and with you uh, I've, I've lost my way with this bit John it's alright mate Felt like I was on top of it, but we're you know, fine. yeah, we'll we'll, we'll come to the side. There. Yeah, we'll come to the side in one piece. Um, I want to talk about Joe Gomez. That's who I want to talk about next, Dan. And uh, it's the essence of a Liverpool defender at the minute. Joe Gomez looked really good whilst it was easy, and looked a lot less good when it was hard. Mm. Um, it does feel like as soon as anyone comes under some kind of sustained pressure at the minute, that it beco- like they sort of allow it to become sort of this backs against the wall, throwing themselves round sort of thing, which which is strange to me because when they're composed, I, I, we've been talking about Lovren and Matip a lot lately, and they've got all the tools to be to be just decent defenders. They're, they're good on the ball, they're fairly quick, they're tall, um, and it, it it just seems to be something to do with the attitude. Whether I know lots of people have been talking about switching off, or whether it's sort of being too focused and too nervy, um, and then yeah, Gomez sort of seemed to 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 follow it up in that sense, and I think it's 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 particularly difficult for him because firstly he's been playing right back because of um, Clients' issues, and secondly, he's in this kind of weird position where, as when you're a young player, you usually get bedded in. But with him, everyone's sort of throwing the hopes on him. Like I've seen loads of people putting lineups out for matches lately that are Matip and Gomez, and stuff like that. So, so he's, yeah. it, even though he's played what he's played, is that his second match at centre back for Liverpool? Yes. Because when he first played for Liverpool, he played at left back. Yeah, he played that Wolves game in January, didn't he? Where he was absolutely abysmal. Um. Where, where everyone was, but him particularly stood out, uh, and then he's played right back this season. But for for, for some reason, he's 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 got this sort of savior name on him now, um, which I don't think can be can be positive for him at all. I think it's just a a, a new face, isn't it? Uh, to to a certain extent, you, yeah. you people are rightly or wrongly they feel that they're seeing the same old faces doing the same old things, um, and you know, Ranaclaven being one of them um, in this game as well. 
So you you look to, you know, if the new face isn't Virgil van Dijk, then who is it? Uh, at least there's, there's something there in Gomez you can you can pin some hopes on. Um, it's it's difficult. It, it, it's really difficult for him because I think it, it seems to be agreed that he is a centre-back who's playing at right-back, left-back as the way that I think used to happen more often than it does these days. You know, the kind of um, people always said it about Gary Neville and then he just never became a centre-back because he was never big enough, really, was he? Um I think he might. It might still not be the case. He might still be a fullback, um, just quite a, a defensive one, um, or he might be a centre back. It's really, really hard. We're talking again about players having to decide what they are, perhaps a bit earlier than you'd want them to in their in their Liverpool careers. It's for me, John. It's 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 a strange situation because I do think that you know he looks like he's got a lot of the tools to play the position. And as I said, I thought the other night, when Liverpool were on top, he looked like the epitome of what you want from your centre-back in that sort of game where Liverpool are on top. And it is worth pointing out that Leicester were playing two up. And so it wasn't as though they were, it wasn't as though it was one of those games where you come up against that plays 4-5-1, you're on top, so that even the one begins to go missing. They did have two up. But it's the... It's the nature of the the way in which the ball hits the back of the net, I think, and the fact that you are just sort of seeing the same things is, and now you're seeing the same things from different players. And I think that that's that's where things do become difficult for supporters. Putting on this, almost putting the tactical stuff to one side for a second. That's where, as a supporter, you do begin to go, "Oh, come on, boys." Yeah, yeah, because the first one, the first goal, just feels like a goal we've conceded a lot. I think Gomez is a bit unlucky. I think. Just generally, I think he just he just needs a bit of talking to his centre half, and he hasn't got anyone to do it. You know, he's got Clavin next to him. It's some games, you know, and, and Matip, well, you know, Eleven. They they're like the lads who just don't talk a lot, and I think he just needs someone. He needs a Carragher or even a Hoopier, just someone to to kind of you know talk him talk him through. Just, just get out sometimes, you know. And they're they're a very quiet backline, and it's a very disjointed backline because he's rotating a lot at the moment. And so, I think I think. It, a lot of the tools are there for him to be a good defender, and I, I just don't think he's getting a lot of help really. But I think the first goal, it, it kind of feels a lot like a goal we've conceded quite a bit. But then I think we're sort of a bit unlucky as well in that I think you know we, we it's a great header out, but yeah. but uh, but it but it's almost too good to head that out because it goes straight to, to the lad who can put his also straight back in and then we're in a bit of a mess because everyone does the job apart from Gomez who, who kind of just hesitates a little bit, doesn't it? But that's enough. And then Clavin actually gets back really well. He doesn't panic. He gets gets back and I think he probably blocks it but then Robertson's too clean to, keen to block it and, and it goes the only place it would have gone in. And so, so you're a bit hard lines, aren't you? Even though you don't want to say that because you, you just want to slaughter them because you do, they're doing your head in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, very much. So I'm, I'm, I understand that completely. You end up almost. I mean, that that is that is a hard lines goal. Yeah, it is a hard. You've had, about three of them have had hard lines yeah, in, yeah. in the whole thing, but you end up going. But there it is again, yeah. and that's the that's damn what 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 yeah, and you drags see, like, on you. And you see Flanagan getting slagged off, and you think, what? Well, he's massive though. Like if if he's bigger than you, he's, and he gets a run, he's normally going to beat you in the air, and so. That's why they do it. That's why people, big lads, target fullbacks is because they're going to beat them. And so, like, what sort of what do you want them to do? Grow, grow a foot. You know, it's it's hard. And so, I think I think sometimes you know you you kind of you are a bit unlucky, but you don't really want to say that about this defense because you've it's it sort of feels like the sort of goal we can see a lot of. You feel like the, t- the, the uh, Steve, you feel like they're unlucky too much. So this is back to the fact that you know um, the the Burnley goal. The lad could just drag it wide, you know what I mean. But yeah. the, uh, and but instead, it's a great finish. It's a finish that the keeper can't do anything about. And this is, 
there's there's a lot of that I think. But, I, um, but, I watched. But, sorry, I watched the highlights of the City game and I watched um, Watford. I think it was Capu had a a chance that felt similar, and he um, he like sprayed it wide, and I was like, oh, why don't these things ever like for you know why didn't I have one fall like that? And, and I realised City were four 0 up at that point, um, and I think that's the other side of it. And we've you know we've yeah. talked about it before. We scored one goal across those two games, so it was only going to be enough to win one of them anyway. Um, yeah. Under any circumstances, and we, we, you take you take the element of luck out of it by by scoring some goals, and and that's I think makes it even more unfair, perhaps on on Gomez or Flanagan, who's coming in for you know first game for however long, and and you know most of us would would agree he's probably not quite at the standard either, um, and he's got a much much bigger lad to deal with. Um, much as as Alexander Arnold did against did against Burnley as well, um, it's it's really difficult to to play in our defence both because of the nature of the way we play and the, the way our attacking football is meant to work. If our attacking football then doesn't produce the goals, it just kind of doubles that. It doubles the pressure. I think this is interesting, Dan. That for a while we were saying, oh, you know, why can't the defenders do, do, do the attackers a favour? Why can't mm. they? You know, when you get into this situation, let's use Watford away first game of the season when. You know, the manager might sit here and say that it was offside, it was a foul, etc., etc. And he might be right, but there's another part of you which thinks, well, you got yourselves into this situation, boys. You were three two up, you got the three back. The attackers have dug you out, all you've got to do is see it home. You could say that, but then if you're the defenders on the last two, as I think Steve's trying to say, well, lads, you've only scored one. And you had all the pressure. You were really on top that first half against Leicester. You played some good stuff, but you've only scored one. So there's only so much we can do in that scenario. At some point, there is going to be a chance. Something is going to happen unless you've demoralised them by taking your opportunities. It works both ways. Um, we saw it like the half an arm game, uh, but we conceded three over the two legs to half an arm. We didn't think we were a particularly good football team, but we scored enough to get out of it, and it was fine, and we won it comfortably. And then as soon as the goal sort of dry up a little bit, it goes back to the same thing. And 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 you, you sit in the ground watching the games, and and you see the Burnley goal and it, it's pretty much Burnley's only chance of the match but when they get the chance they bury it whereas Liverpool had 35 shots and never look like scoring any of them sort of um, so that's, that's the frustrating thing is you think that you know Liverpool have to you, you watch these games and you think Robertson's putting great balls in here absolutely brilliant balls and we just can't put them away so you th- the working hard for them chances is my point. The working hard for them chances and not managing it. And then the ones that they gift to the opposition, or, or at least as a biased Liverpool fan, you feel like they're gifting to the opposition, get buried. And it feels like it, 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 it feels like it works both ways in the it's unlucky because they're burying the one that we get and we're missing ours. But also then when it happens so often, you think, well, are we just doing something wrong? Yeah. Are the chances we're giving them just too easy to miss and the ones that we're working hard at are we, are we are we just finishing them wrong or are we taking the shot at the wrong time is it decision making because after, after so long you can't just keep saying it's unlucky anymore I know it, it was 2011-2012 wasn't it where we just kept hitting the post three or four times a match and it, 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 it hits a point where you can't just say that's unlucky anymore you have to say you're not doing enough Okay, uh, this is the Anfield Wrap on Radio City Talk. After the break, we're going to talk about Jordan Henderson. Uh, yet, I would say to have an unequivocal good game this season, except for maybe Arsenal, and that maybe feels like an equivocation. Uh, also, we're going to chat about rotation, the nature of rotation, the impact of having on both players and managers, and we're going to get into all of that in the context of the game just gone against Leicester City and the game to come against Leicester City this weekend, half past five. It is the Anfield Wrap. Uh, Liverpool, it's coming up to seven o'clock. We will be back very, very soon indeed. Austin, I'm with you until half past seven, going right the way through now as well. This is now unbroken football chat, if you can bear it. Uh, and I'd very much like to think that you can. Uh, the Anfield rap, and people on this station say things like award-winning. It's nice to remember that sometimes. Steve, I want to talk about Jordan Henderson. Mm. Around this time last season, 
Uh, I think Henderson scores the goal against Chelsea. I think he plays the third round of the League Cup. Liverpool go uh, to Derby and Henderson plays that game. Um, and by this sort of point, I think he'd he'd nailed down the idea that he was going to play this role. And I think he'd done it well enough that, broadly speaking, most people had the impression that, yep, he's capable of this. This is something he can he can improve, yes, but something that, that suits him and it suits this team and it suits the way in which Liverpool are playing and it suits the way in which he wants to play. It doesn't feel like that at this stage this season. He seems... It, there hasn't been an unequivocal good game, a game that you can look out after the fact and feel as though he's on top of enough areas. He hasn't he hasn't had an unbroken ninety minutes where you know he, he you feel like he's in Liverpool's best three or four players, which I think he was quite consistently by this stage last season without ever possibly being number one. He was often numbers two, three, or four if you were to rank them after the fact. It is feel free to dispute any of that, but I I think it is I think it is concerning at this point. I thought yeah I thought I thought he was excellent this time last season obviously the um the fitness issues kicked in um he was yeah he was playing the, the number six role but then you, you rightly say he scored the uh the goal against Chelsea he looked like he he still carried the attacking threat that Jordan Henderson does carry um I think or certainly at his best you, you think he can carry and, and get involved in and around the top end of the pitch um I think you have seen that at times you know the, the, the Hoffenheim um the the um the Firmino goal in, against Hoffenheim when he he sort of breaks the play really high up. Um, he does it against City really early on actually in the City game. He does almost the same challenge as that, um, and Liverpool don't profit from it. Um, but broadly speaking, yeah, he, he he's fundamentally not playing well enough at the moment. Um, I don't think that the solution is you know necessarily therefore to drop him. Um, but I think that there are, there are question marks about you hope it is his fitness and it. And it's sort of fitness with a small F rather than a, because it's just kind of getting back into it after a pretty long period out out of um, out of the team. But I'm not sure. It, it, there's there's something about the, the his sort of demeanour on the pitch and the way he moves that just looks a bit different. It feels a bit different, um, as if he's not quite able to to snap into things as much as he was, and also not able to to buy himself that extra yard that allows him to to have the time on the ball and. Um, a lot of people have, have pointed out, you know, that he's he's sort of forcing things all the time. He plays, you know, a pass first time almost all the time. Um, I think that's an instruction, and I think you know people very often criticise players for doing things which you're pretty sure the manager's probably told them to do. Um, so you know, the alternative is to not do what the manager tells you to do, and I don't think anyone really wants their footballers to be doing that either. Um, but there are times when you'd like him to just take that find that little pocket of space and, and whether it's there and, and he's not using it or whether it's not there because he's not quite in position because of a fitness issue. It's a it's a, a little bit of a tangled web, but but fundamentally his, his overall performances aren't aren't up to the standard at the minute. It's the Hoffenheim and the Arsenal games, John, maybe both at Anfield back to back, maybe the two where where he's 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 put good nineties in, solid nineties in. I was in pulling this show together gonna do a big dramatic sort of and you know by this time last season he he played seven starts, but he's actually had eight. <laughs> by this time now, so you know the 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 statistical sort of the one liner there is is gone, but by this time last season in his in his seven starts, you know you you have had the the goal against uh, Chelsea that I mentioned before, but also the all round performance that day. You've had the one one at Spurs, but I thought he was very very good indeed. The four one against Leicester where he played well and and looked like a captain in the League Cup game, the three nil against Derby. I want to put the captain thing to one side t- a tiny bit, but. It just looks off the boil, and it's it's an off the boil in a way that maybe Liverpool are off the boil, or maybe that you maybe they're off the boil because because he's off the boil. I can't quite put my finger on it. 
Yeah, he was poor at Burnley that season, by he the was way. Really poor. But yep. uh, so he is he's long been capable of, of, of throwing in a, a bad one every now and again. It's the manager used the word rhythm on in the summer, and I think that's sort of what Steve was getting at when he was talking about kind of fitness with it with a, with a small F. I think it was kind of the manager said that he said he's looking good, he's looking you know sharp, but he needs to get into his rhythm and. I thought at the time he looked pretty good to me. I thought he had a good preseason actually, but I think as the pace has increased, it's not quite there. So he was obviously seeing things in training where they train very fast, and it's all about close control and things that he just wasn't quite get there. He looks like he looks like he could be rushed at the moment. And I understand what Steve's saying about maybe instructions coming about first time passes, but I think even if you pass in the first time, you can do it in a rushed way if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he just looks like you can play a quick pass that isn't rushed. Yeah, indeed, and I think he's he, he just. He looks like he's he's maybe not quite sure about his technique at the moment, and I think he's technically a very good player. So I think that's just sort of he can do his own head in. I think as well. I think he's well aware that you know there's people who maybe don't think he should be Liverpool captain. I'm sure he's well aware that you know he, he feels that he hasn't contributed enough to Liverpool at the moment because of injuries, and and people kind of talked about that. And so I think I think he could he could he could do with a bit of a help generally, and I'm not quite sure he's getting loads of it at the moment. Really, he's, he feels an isolated six even in a even in a way that kind of you weren't necessarily seeing last season, you always felt like Emre was playing sort of halfway between the two, if that made sense. It was always a one and a two, but someone like Sean or Wijnaldum would, would do a bit of both. And, and this season, even the even though we haven't had a, a more attacking midfielder, you still fancy saying to them, get forward, get forward, Balmain. And, and so I don't know whether he, he could do with a bit of hold handling at the moment. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a thankless task um, being six in this side and, and in this squad because we're all desperate to get Jan and Wijnaldum either get them further forward or get other footballers in there yeah. who might be so it only gets harder really if um, you know if Coutinho and Alana come back and, and we're all going oh might as well stick them centre mid and then he's it doesn't, it doesn't though because I think maybe it makes sense maybe it makes more sense for the other guys as a shape yeah maybe and maybe, maybe if, if, if Wijnaldum's thinking well if Coutinho's there then I can I can maybe help out Henderson a bit but if he's not then it's sort of is it me or Jan yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah I think there's, there's been there's been a bit of that and when this midfielder's has looked like it's worked a bit, and there have been times when it has that that three that we're talking about. Um, it's been when they've all seemed to understand that, um, and then have been other games when they've looked like it's not not really been clear which of them's meant to take responsibility. I think the the worry uh, for Henderson, maybe it's not a worry, maybe I'm, maybe it's, it's overstating to say that uh, Dan is is very good at keeping us ticking when we're, when we're ticking. And I think that that's his biggest strength, and I think that's a really hard thing to do, um, actually. I think it's, it's you can talk that sort of thing down, but I think it's a really... When, when a football team's on top and, and, and doing well, to keep them to keep that going, to keep dictating, I think it's a hard thing to do, and I think he does do it very well. But he's less good at getting us back ticking when we've gone yeah. off the boil. I think that's the, that's the thing that becomes, again, I'm using the phrase difficult to watch a lot, but when... When you want to see something, you want to see that moment, that flash of inspiration. He's not providing that at the minute, and you maybe think, well, we, we, it'd just be nice to see it occasionally, just very, very occasionally from that position on the pitch. Yeah, I was going to make that point then, and I think it works in both terms of uh, the 90 minutes and also across his Liverpool career, in that um, when the team plays well, I'll probably think that Jordan Henderson has played very well. Um, but if the team hasn't played well, I very rarely come out and think, but Henderson was, was the best player. Or, or something like that. He, he he very much sort of deals in 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 the rhythm of the rest of the team, and he's partly hamstrung by that in the fact that he plays that one position on his own in the middle, and the fact that he's the captain as well. Um, but th- there are sometimes where you think 
we all know that he's a very good passer of the ball. We've all seen him score goals from long range as well. You, you do look at him and think he could he could drag this up a notch if he if he if he really wanted to. He could he could, he could you know he could make a change here, and he very really does. And that's that, that could be many things. That could be because. Of, of the position position that he's playing on the pitch, it could be to do with his personality. It could be to do with the fact that there are more offensively talented lads in front of him who aren't doing it as well. But it does mean that at times you 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 are sat there and watching him and thinking, "I'm I'm not sure you're going to get us out of this. Whether it's get us out of this in terms of we've got 20 minutes of this match left and we really need a goal, or get us out of this in terms of we've had five games there where we've looked like we 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 don't really have a plan." Both going back and going forward, and and you're sort of the fulcrum of that, and and as much as the pressure is on you there, and as much as that's the hardest position to play in this Liverpool team, sometimes it does need just a bit of something there. Um, I know, for example, the, the the best example I could think of to do with that would be uh, Emery Chan in the Burnley game last year, where I I absolutely slated Emery Chan playing that position loads of times last year after Sunderland, I never wanted to see him ever again. But he played that Burnley game and he sort of just took it by the scruff of the neck a bit. And I know that's a cliche and I know that loads of players aren't the type to do that. But he just sort of stepped up at the beginning of that centre-half and said, I'm going to have a go here. I'm, I'm just going to have a go and I'm going to try and make something happen. And if it doesn't, so what? And he ends up blaming one in from 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying Henderson has to do that, has to start blaming things in from 20 yards or whatever. But it, w- it would be nice sometimes just to see him not necessarily take more responsibility, but just try and just try and make a positive effect on the game when it feels like it's it's getting away from Liverpool a bit. That that Chelsea goal feels like a it feels like a different player at the moment because um, you just don't I don't I don't see him taking it on at the minute. And mm. as basic as it is, you know, just just lashing a shot in. Um, there was one that dropped be. to him against Leicester in the first half, and I'm very anti shots, as we know. I, I discuss it quite a lot, but mm. I, but even I was going shots and crosses, shots and crosses. I'm I love the never shoot shout in, uh, in the ground. Uh, <laughs> but but there was one that dropped to him, and it was on the half volley, and I I was just thinking, you can just lace this, you know, you can just lace this in that. Firstly, anything can happen, but mm. it was there for him on a technical level, and and I agree with you, Steve. <laughs> he didn't do it. You got the impression he thought about it, and then he doesn't do it. <sighs> The thing, the thing he's best at in an attacking sense for me is um, is a kind of cross from, not from a natural crossing position. He can cross within, within the sort of lines of the penalty box really, rather than having to be right out wide. He can provide a kind of, a sort of Beckham esque. You can see why that Beckham comparison was there occasionally at times. <coughs> and you saw, you know, Dalglish trying him at right midfield and people typing that up for a while, because um, he has got that. Um, and the shooting thing as well. I think both of those. The nature of his injury, it affects your standing foot um, and it, it really was about planting his standing foot at times. I'm not sure he, he's completely confident in planting his standing foot right now to either drill a shot or to um, to play one of those crosses. So kind of the two things he's really got in his attacking locker um, maybe just aren't there for him at the minute. Okay. Um, there was a piece this week <coughs> on uh, Unibet uh, written by Gareth Roberts, young up-and-comer. And um, John, it was interesting around the challenges of rotation. Yeah. Um, Doing a lot of the shows that we do and talking to people um, who support other sides, I'm I'm intrigued by the league at the minute. And then I think, aside from the two Manchester clubs, uh, Huddersfield, Newcastle, and Burnley, I'll, you, I'll put them out there. I think that's there's 15 sides in the division. I think if you got this, if you sat supporters down, they'd feel as though they're not seeing the true side. They're not playing particularly well. They're not that delighted with the results, the points that are on the board. Everything feels a bit pre-seasony, and to focus on our rivals. I'm wondering for us rotation this season. That's what Gareth's piece is about. Uh, primarily, it's new for this squad. It's new for this manager with this squad. Chelsea and Spurs are in a similar boat. It looks like something we're finding 
finding a little bit challenging in terms of the thing that you were saying before where when we've got a manager who talks a lot about rhythm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's interesting how he's rotated this season, Klopp, and it's been there hasn't been a kind of a first team and then a reserve team. If you like really, he's tried to always not quite pick his strongest team, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? He's always been like, oh, there's 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 nine guys that maybe are really like and a couple we're all not sure about if we're honest, but but they'll kind of carry them through. And that's quite a a thing that you've seen a lot of top clubs do really is that you know this idea of you know you've got your first team and then there's the lads who'll come in to give everyone a rest um so it doesn't work if you want to challenge on every front so so teams end up actually actually finding a bit of a kind of a happy medium really and and you're never quite sure what the what the, what the first choice is and so i think that's where we found ourselves and that works best when I think when everyone knows the role and everyone knows what they're doing and everyone knows you know how the team goals scored and Gareth used examples of successful Manchester United teams and successful Barcelona teams where the Barcelona one in particular they're making five changes every league game which is crazy number of you know things really but you know they've all, a lot of them come through the academy and blah 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 and and and, and, and you know there's a get it to Messi thing as well which which helps. <laughs> uh, we, we, you know, we, which kind of we had, and, and you know, he's not, he's not rotating him much, yeah. um, and so I think, I think there's, there's, there's kind of better ways to do it than we're finding at the moment. And the problem is when we're all about fluency and we're all about interchanging position, and no one's really got a position, and no one's got kind of what they, what they play. Then you sometimes wonder whether rotation would be a lot easier if we, if you, you know, to use the Alex Oxley Chamberlain example that Dan gave right at the start. You know, you're just asking a fella to run up and down. And whoever's playing centre forward, he thinks, well, I don't really mind actually who's playing right wing because there's two of them and they both run up and down. And we sort of haven't got that really at the moment. And, you know, even our fullbacks are very different from each other and things like that. And so it's it's just it's just hurting us a little bit at the moment. And I'm wondering whether there's a there's a plan in Klopp's head to rotate less at some point. Uh, whether this is the bit where, you know, he's you know, we're, we're jogging and then there's a sprint. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I think the um the touchstone for you know for rotation and, and when it sort of entered the um, sort of mindset of Liverpool fans really is obviously Benitez. Um, I think it's rotation for different purposes. That sort of mid period Benitez, it's very much partly kind of um, an article of faith for Benitez. Partly the idea that you finish the season strong and you you, you have you know a great last sort of ten games or so from March you know as you're running um, because that's just kind of. Where where Liverpool are at in terms of um, probably not able to do a ninety six point season, but possibly able to sneak an eighty two point um, title if there was one there to be had at that point, um, or but, but mainly to protect your your very best players for your very big games for your, your Champions League quarter and semi finals, which you're confidently expecting to get to get into. Um, that's not some of that is true of of where we are at the minute. The the I think there is, you know, the the, the season wide fitness thing. The, the idea of finishing strong is there. Um, I don't think it's there in terms of protecting your very best players. I think Mane would have probably played six of these seven games if um, the manager had been able to to do that. Um, and I think you know Coutinho in in different circumstances without the um, without the Barcelona issue probably something similar. Um, I think he's having that thing of trying to find games for players who are first team players but not first team players. Um, James Milner, Oxley Chamberlain, um, storage to a certain extent. Um, one of the one, one or other of the left backs are our first team Premier League footballers. They're not 
they're not some of the players perhaps that Benitez would even have called on. They're, they're a level above that, I think, yeah. certainly in their own minds. So he's got to find them games. He's then also got to look at players like Woodburn, you know, the youngsters, I think. Again, he's got a little bit more of an interest in, in all of that development kind of side of things. And then he's got to find sort of what the shape for this side this season is with with all of his new players bedding in. I think it's really, I think it's really difficult. Um, he had no alternative. I don't think he could have just gone with you know the same side, barring the suspension, you know, for seven games or whatever. But I'm not sure rotation's working for him. I'm not sure it's quite working for him at the minute in the way that he'd like it to. And I suppose he will be vindicated if he is vindicated in, in say in March if that fitness run does come in. Now on on part of what Steve said there I think a lot of what he's talking about is sort of his, his continuity and this is where I wonder about the extent to which and listen you're going to get injuries so I'm not hide behind this for anyone but no Lallana no Klein the Coutinho kerfuffle as well and my point about this is at the time we were playing some good stuff we were almost perfect in that first first run of the season but what it actually means for him is he'll have had plans to do all sorts of stuff with Coutinho and then it looks as though it looks as though and we can't be sure with the injury and we've got to be quite clear on that but it looks as though that was snatched away from him a little bit. And I just sort of wonder whether or not if you're him, you're thinking, I'd just love some continuity with the lads from last season for the first sort of for the first two months before mm-hmm. I begin to have injuries to deal with, Dan. That's what he went with last season, and that was when, when we were at our best last season as well, was the first few months where we had a very settled eleven and certainly front six where you knew that the midfield was gonna be um Henderson, Wijnaldum, Alana, and the front three was gonna be mm. Mane, Firmino and Coutinho. And it just allowed them all to build up an understanding with each other. And as we were talking about the midfield before, it allowed those ones that were in the midfield to understand what their role was and, 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 and learn to do the sort of odd jobs around each other. And, and there's just been no opportunity for that this season. And it's, it's partly being forced and it's mm. partly his choice as well, I think. Um, and it means that it, it means that he's, he's had to bring lads in who, I mean, he, he technically could have just gone with the same 11 on the regular if he wanted to. He could have just played Trent alexander Arnold as the right back. And not bother with Gomez, mm. but then he hangs he hangs that lad out to dry. Whichever one he picks, he could just pick a left back. But then if he picks Moreno as the left back, Robertson turns up as a Liverpool player and doesn't play for a few months. Mm. So it's it's this sort of balancing act of tr- of trying to get it to work. But as you said before, he's not really done it before, and he's certainly not done it with Liverpool. And he looks like a fellow that's not done it before with Liverpool. I think what you said there, Dan, is right. It's, it's what a lot of sides do, even the, the very top sides. You know, when they sign someone terrifying, they keep them back for a bit. You know, sort of champing at the bit rather than. Um, throwing them straight in and I, I remember being on or listening to a few shows when we, we said I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see Barney Salah, Firmino play that many games together um, the way the situation's shaken out is it's kind of been unthinkable that they wouldn't for a mm. while um, part of that's been because of the casino thing part of it's because they've been really good and I think there's a general perception at the, you know, at the club that Salah is ahead of, ahead of schedule he's, he's He's come in and and been almost better than than they expected um, in terms of, I mean, we you know we can pick a hundred and one holes still in 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 his overall game, um, but it's undeniable his impact and his numbers have been absolutely superb. And that I guess is a big positive, but it's not it's a positive born out of plans being shaken up and 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 disrupted to a certain extent. Throws us into the weekend, uh, John, where again there's disruption. Uh, the idea is that it doesn't look as though Lovren's going to make it. Matip is a little touch and go, which throws open the Gomez question, which again throws open what do you want to do with Alexander-Arnold? He can't play Gomez in Moscow. He's got a decision to make at left-back, um, which again is interesting in that you know it's not clean for him, is my point. Uh, Centre mid, Chan has got a bit of an injury. Still obviously no Lalana. Does he want his Coutinho back there? Does he want to, does he want to go with Milner if Chan can't make it? Go with Chan if he can. 
We've just discussed Henderson's form. And then up front, you presume Firmino and Salah are going to play, but then he didn't play Sturridge in the League Cup game against Leicester, so you wonder if he's got one eye on Sturridge for this. My point is, this is a fellow who's making a lot of decisions. Which ones do you think he's going to make? I mean, they're nice ones, though. As Some well, of them are you know, nice ones, the, 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 you know, They're not perfect ones, but the, you know, the, it's better ones than we look like we were making at the various points last season. And so I think... I think you'll start storage because I'd be surprised to see him in Russia. Um, so it, and and Armani's obviously back for that one anyway. So I think he goes with with his prayer from free. So I think he goes storage, and then it's Firmino and and, and Salah. Uh, I'd be you know I don't think he really feels like he can he can leave one of those out. Uh, midfield, I think Sean probably drops out, and I think he, he I think he throws Coutinho in there. I think he'll look to play him in, in midfield in this game because I think he you'll you'll want to start getting him in, him into that rhythm, you know, and him used to to playing in the position. I think he'll play most of the time this season, but not necessarily always. And then. I think I think he's he's got to go with Henderson and and when Alden there whether sort of whether he likes it or not I'd be surprised if he went Milner just because he just hasn't used them a lot and I think he I think he knows this is a really big game he, you know you said stuff on the press conference as well that he knows you know he, he could he could do with a win soon or you know things things start to look a bit ropey even though we're level on points with Tottenham and uh, one above Arsenal. Um, it would feel a little bit ropey. Dan is beginning to round all this off in that. Do you think he needs a result in the performance, or do you think he just needs a result? A uh, result, first and foremost. Um, because he, he's mentioned a few times, I've not agreed with him at all, but he's, he's, he's come out and he, he said after Burnley, didn't he? He was quite happy with the performance. Um, and, and he just wanted the result. So I, th- I think that's it. I think everyone would calm down then. Um, it, it, we are in this weird situation, though, now, where the League Cup back four could well be the same back four that plays on the weekend, couldn't it? Maybe if, with Alexander-Arnold in. Or, uh, if he, or, if he wants to, or if he wants to play Alexander-Arnold in... Um, Moscow when at Newcastle maybe maybe he needs to play Flanagan or Gomez there I don't know but it it's it's mad how it's become this thing where I know we did shows in the summer where we were all sat around going squad's quite a bit bigger this I mean we we need a few more bodies in feels like we can challenge and then suddenly we're looking at a back four like that and we're talking about well he hasn't really got a choice in midfield and John's talking about he's got to play this lad whether he likes it or not it's it it does feel like a shame that we're in this sort of situation again already, and a lot of it's not, you know it's not their doing. It's 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 unfortunate, but it 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 does feel a shame that so early in the season we're already looking at it and and picking holes. I th- I think he's got a choice in midfield. I think he's got quite a few choices. Um, I'm not sure he won't go with Milner. I think he's he has used Milner in a, in a you know in in the two sort of winnable home winnable home games that he saw, um, and I think he's done all right in those games as well. He's got the Oxley Chamberlain possibility in there I mean that's a 40 million pound player I, I don't think I, I don't think his, his options are, are that limited in in sense mid I think I, I completely agree about um defensively um albeit oddly at left back I'm sort of quite excited by either option <laughs> which is a bit mad to say when one of them's Moreno as well um but you sort of know you understand what they bring and you understand what he's trying to do with the team by yeah. by that selection and that that, that feels positive um, okay, uh, I think some of our best football this season. Well, I liked it at Crystal Palace when it was Henderson and Milner in centre mid with lads just running around, uh, and I wouldn't be averse to that. But that doesn't feel like a tactical instruction. Uh, I'll take a, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take a prediction from you, Steve. Um, let, let's say Liverpool wins two one. Uh, okay, uh, you'd have to say quite on the. No, let, let's <laughs> Liverpool win two one. Uh, excellent, uh, assertive voice. John Gibbons, assertive voice. 3-1 Liverpool, went for it in team talk, so you know, for continuity reasons. Uh, okay, Dan Austin. I told Conor Phillips 1-1 this afternoon, so continuity we'll have to go with it again. As well. <sighs> uh, no surprises, no alarms in any of that sort of stuff. Liverpool go to Leicester City. They very much could do with a win, and let's just get one, eh? Let's stop messing about here. Sports Social Podcast Network.